HME News celebrated its 25th anniversary in 2019, so we thought it would be fun to have a former longtime editor on the podcast, Mike Moran. Mike was at HME News for about 14 years, from 1997 to 2011. By the way, both Teresa and I have been here for about 14 years now, too. The editors at HME News are nothing if not committed. Let's find out from Mike what and who has and hasn't changed in the HME industry. I'm Liz Bollier. And I'm Teresa Flaherty. And this is HME News in 10 from HME News. Stay with us. This episode of HME News in 10 is sponsored by the HME News Business Summit. Save the date for this must-attend event, September 13th through the 15th at the DeSoto in Savannah, Georgia. Visit hmesummit.com for more information and to register. We are calling Mike. Mike Moran, welcome to HME News in 10. Well, thank you. Thank you. I don't get an opportunity. I don't get interviewed very often, so this is a nice change. Yeah, we're we're turning the tables on you a little bit here. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we did a little we did a little intro, Mike, where we talked about how you were the um, editor at HME News for I guess about fourteen years, and coincidentally, both Teresa and I have been editors now here for fourteen years too. So. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah, get me out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah you'll never. Yeah. Mike, what was your first impression of the industry, and how do you think that's changed over the years? Well, my first impression was, what the heck is this stuff? You know, <laughs> so it was like I didn't really know. Like I said, I was kind of confused. I remember one time I did an interview with David File. I don't know if he's I, I don't know if he's still around, but so I Jim Sullivan, my my first day, Jim had done an interview with David File, and I didn't know real honestly. I didn't know anything about home medical equipment industry, technology, or any of that stuff. And so I was I was transcribing this long tape that Jim had made. And in it, I thought David File said that everybody needs a cheap, C-H-E-A-P, chief information officer. And really what he said was chief information <laughs> officer. So I wrote this article saying, and it made perfect sense to me to have the, who, of course, who doesn't need a cheap information officer, <laughs> right? And then David File goes, he, you know, so I took a little grief, but. Not too much. But anyway, so that was how, you know, how I guess what a a neophyte I was. And so but, you know, since then, you know, then I really got, you know, the more we got into it, it was sort of like I said, a small industry with a few large players, you know, the respiratory and the rehab, um, you know, then the move to retail uh, was big, you know, um, people doing more cash business. You know, I thought that was because I know sometimes we'd hear like when I was talking to folks that the cash taking cash was so foreign to some medical equipment providers simply because they always relied on Medicare reimbursement that some didn't take cash. They turned business away, which I, you know, I, I suspect that's no longer the case, but there was just there. So there was a real transition there. Um, you know, as we more and more, there was that uh, the fraud and abuse began to emerge, you know, I guess it, it, it and the size of it, um, you know, the whole thing around K 11 wheelchairs and reimbursement, uh, the, the scooter store, that was kind of that was kind of interesting. Then all the, of course, all the uh, the pace of the M and A activity kind of got everybody giddy, and some of the numbers and the, the multiples that were being thrown around. So sort of, you know, it really it really turned into a an industry that sort of I think was unfettered for a while. But then 
the, the government started to look at it more closely just because of maybe the size of reimbursement and fraud and abuse. And then, you know, eventually competitive bidding, you know, was it finally nobody thought it would really come about. And then finally it did. And uh, that sort of changed everything. Any any stories that you worked on while you were here, Mike, that sort of, have, you know, has stuck suck with you i mean you mentioned the you know there there certainly the scooter store was probably one of the biggest stories but yeah. um any any story that didn't doesn't necessarily have to be like the biggest story but any yeah. stories that stuck with you well just i think the competitive bidding stories i think the bill i remember one time it was um jim gallagher is it james gallagher from v, vgm yeah. oh john excuse me oh, yeah, right. john, yeah john gallagher huh you guys yeah i know <laughs> But I know he was like, uh, yeah, they passed the bill. And I remember the headline, John said, this is terrible. And that was our headline. We just blew it way up, like 54 point, you know, point head. It was just a big one. And uh, and he goes, well, gee, I don't, you didn't have to say that. Because, but it is true. You know? So I was <laughs> like, but that was sort of, that was fun. I mean, I did talk to this guy, Tom Scully, who used to be head of CMS. I remember when it was like he had a real kind of gravelly, almost a smoker's voice. And, you know, it was like, I just called him up. I think he was in his car or something. And he goes, this is Tom Scully. And I'm like, oh, Tom, it's Mike with uh, HME News. You, you're still a good time. Yeah. And so we, I talked to him for like 40 minutes, which was sort of, you know, he's pretty close to the president, really, when you think about it. And that was, that was unusual. That was kind of fun. And getting, working through the, C, you know, working through the, through the CMS, um, you know, communications bureau to get to some of these people, you know, there was, uh, I remember having a long interview with Doug Harrison at the scooter store. That was fun. Um, you know, I think all those fraud and abuse stories, I think, um, you know, it, th th those are memorable. And, uh, and also I think uh, one of the things that stuck with me was the, uh, I go back the HME data bank. That was kind of fun to put together. And I kind of think data is so big now, right? Big data analytics, machine learning and all that stuff, analyzing data to make informed decisions. So I kind of think, the data bank was sort of almost, it was Jim Sullivan's idea. I mean, we've all sort of, you know, took, taken and, and kept, kept it going, I think. But that data was really ahead of its time. And we, even back then, you could look at it and see who was doing, all, you know, you make simple decisions, but who was doing the most business in power wheelchairs or respiratory or any of these different codes. And, you know, I think as a, you know, I think as a sales tool or, or whatever, it became, it was just, a, a, a predecessor, a predecessor of how people are using data today, much more in much more complicated ways, but really to make uh, decisions. Mike, believe it or not, even though it's been more than 10 years since you've been gone and even longer for Jim Sullivan, Liz and I both still occasionally get uh, people asking after both you and Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, off the top of your head, can you name uh, maybe five people that you still remember and we'll tell you if they're still around? Yep. Dexter Braff, I know he's around because I've actually had encounters with Dexter Braff. But yep. is he still doing? Is he still working in the in the HME? He still space? is, and he's he's still sending us a Braff graph every month uh, on the databank page. Yeah, Carolyn Cole with VGM. No longer at VGM. Nope. nope. Yep. Uh, Jane Bunch. She has uh, resurfaced as of late. You know, she she actually joined this um consult uh company vip medical is it mm -hmm. Teresa? and they that offer uh, you know billing and um consulting and uh, yeah we just we just wrote a story about her um mm -hmm. coming on board there she had sort of backed away from the industry for a little bit but yeah. now she's uh, back with those guys yeah no she was good uh it's always good to talk to around billing and then how about jeff baird 
Of course he's around. Yeah. <laughs> he, yep, Jeff is still around. In yeah. fact, he's part of the editorial, the um, education advisory board for MedTrade. So oh, really? he yeah. help, helps them form their educational program. Yes, he's very, very much uh, around. And Brown and Fortunato is growing. I think I talked to him a couple weeks ago and he said they just brought on, you know, a handful of new healthcare attorneys. So they've mm -hmm. gr grown into other, oh, you wow. know, pharmacy and some other, not just HME. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah and so, an another name like you might remember, um, Kara Beckenheimer is actually now part of Brown and Fortunato. She is. Oh wow! Yeah, because I know last time I I remember Kara, she was she was working, you know, she was like Invacare's, you know, Washington uh, lobbyist. Yeah, so she's. Yeah. I mean, technically, she's opened up a, a government government affairs office in D.C. for Brown and Fortunato, but I think Invacare is still, you know, a customer of hers. But yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's one. I think it's another interesting thing about the HME industry is I remember when Invacare and maybe even Respironics, um, the big news was they 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 had grown their sales to over a billion dollars. And I mean, it's like a billion dollars is so much money. But I know now I'm working more with hospitals, health systems and things. And some of these systems are, are dropping a billion dollars on a new electronic health record system. It's like right. the numbers are just crazy. We'll, we'll talk about your new gig in a minute, um, yeah. Mike. But so bo both Teresa and I worked under you for much of your 14 years here. What was one of the biggest things you tried to uh, instill in us? We have, very, I mean, I still have a uh, piece of paper tacked to my wall <laughs> called Mike's Quirks, which is like uh -huh. two dozen rules about <laughs> what, what, to do with, what to do with your writing. But yeah. yeah. My wife's got one of those too. It's on the, it's on the, it's on the refrigerator. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I really think to, uh, you know, I realized I'm not really, you guys were good anyways. I mean, I realized I'm not, I can't really work with people that aren't very good. I don't have that kind of patience. So I just like good people and let them go. So I kind of, but you know, I did have my little quirks about writing clear and, uh, you know, good what, quotes and all that stuff. But what, you guys kind of took it and ran with it. I didn't really have to do too much. What's in it for Mario? Was that your term or was that Jim's term? Tell, tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, that was, I think that was, I think Jim came up with it, but we were talking. I remember one day we were just talking. It was like, and Jim was saying, like he was talking to Mario Lacoot and, uh, and Mario, Mario said, you know what I like about HME news? And Jim said, what? And he goes, I like finding out about all the cool little things that everybody else is doing, whether it's retail, they got a new showroom, they're doing new stuff. He goes, I, that's the stuff I can use. And then Jim goes, you know, that's right. And I forget if he said, I go, but it's like, you know, we've, what every story we write, we should ask ourselves, what's in it for Mario? What's Mario going to be? I kind of goes back to knowing your audience. So that was sort of how it, uh, you know, how it came about. And that really is, you know, if you're, if you're in this business or any reporting business, but if that's sort of, it seems like that's the key question that you always got to keep in mind, even if you're writing a brief. You know, I just see so often you like you see you'll see a lot of the trade press they are just filled with stuff. And I'm just wondering, is it really relevant to their core audience? So I thought that was, you know, I know you guys have continued on, but that's really a, it's a very simple piece of advice, but um, or a focus. But it's the one I think it's the most important one. It's it's a piece of advice we still live by. Uh, yeah. Although I think now instead of saying what's in it for Mario, it's more is this too fringy for us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike, you work for a company that's focused on healthcare IT. What are some of the trends in that market that would be of interest to uh, the HME providers? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking about that. And I, you know, I think there's actually all kinds of things, you know, if you start looking at, I mean, and I think it's really, you know, consumerization of health. So people are shopping around, they want, they want healthcare when, where, and how they want it, you know, like millennials, you know, uh, you know, it's sort of, that's, I think that whole consumer angle is really big. Um, you know, wellness, uh, apps, uh, I guess got a Fitbit for Christmas. I'm crazy about it, right? I already got my 10,000 steps in today and I had them in, you know, by, by noon, but it was, uh, and those, the wearables are huge. Um, you know, I think, uh, aging in place, helping seniors stay active and engaged and sort of living the life they want, you know, caregivers comes up. I'm doing some stuff with the Cleveland clinic. Uh, and I, caregivers are really big. So I think all of the things, it's kind of odd, but all the things that were kind of emerging, Back, you know, around when I left HME News, I think I left there in the 2011. But all of those things that were starting to emerge, and they are all sort of related to retail. But now it's like retail, lifestyle, consumerization, uh, health and wellness. It just seems that there's a place in there for, uh, a, you know, sort of uh, the right home medical equipment person. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, well, Mike, we're we're past the ten minute mark for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> thanks Good. for joining us, and we'll have to we'll have to grab some beer sometime. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Good talking to you. Good talking yeah. to you. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Bye, Mike. Bye. And that's HME News in ten.